Welcome to Midnight Waves, episode 41, for Monday, June the 15th, 2020. My name is Chris. And my name is John. This week on the show, we review Goons Be Gone by No Age, and take a look at the re-release Flying Lotus album, Flamagra. Yeah. Thanks for joining us once again Indeed. here on the old show. Yep. Hope you're having a great week of staying home or destroying somebody's pride and property. There you go. Yeah. Good whatever, times, whatever. good times. Maybe toss a statue in a lake or, or just like burn down somebody's business. Yeah, just get just find a random statue. It's nothing to do with like anything bad and just destroy it. Don't go. forget to toss in the river and oh, then yeah. complain about environmentalism That's later. Right. That's right. Yes, triggered people everywhere. <laughs> yes. Half of them have no idea what they're doing. Anyway, fuck that. But fuck that. Yeah, um, had enough of that yeah, shit. How's that. it going? Yeah, yeah, pretty good, man. Everything all right? Yourself? It is back to the old days of being slowly dying inside. <laughs> what? What do you mean? Just piece by piece of my oh, soul work? eroding away as I the grind? trudge through the grind of oh, okay. life. Yeah. All these responsibilities and people to feed and clothe. It's not that fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I understand. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. you know, at least we have a, uh, what do we have to look forward to this year? Anything? Nothing, um, maybe. <laughs> the apocalypse, perhaps? Yeah, maybe, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I guess I'll be cancelling my trip home, because um, it's not like that's going to What's the happen. point, right? I mean, if I go <laughs> back, I'd be got to self-isolate for two exactly, weeks. Exactly, right? So what's the point? Exactly. Yeah? I guess I'll use that money and just like, get drunk instead. Well, that's... <laughs> there you go. <laughs> that'd be <laughs> that's like something a, to look forward to. That'd be to. a lot of booze for, that, for the cost of that flight. I'll tell you that. Yeah. No shit. Maybe buy some CDs. Oh, fuck, we can't buy CDs, because they were like... Maybe five times finally, normal price. Fi- finally pay the postage. And the postage is more than the CDs themselves. What's that about? Yeah. Oh. What is that about? Yeah. It was like fucking carrier pigeons sending these, these CDs <laughs> yeah. over. Maybe. That must be what's happening. Some motherfucker's putting in like a bag and then swimming across <laughs> the Atlantic. It's, it's got to be something <laughs> like that, right? Yeah. Or they're just all, all the workers on strike and there's no one, le- there's no one working. I, I don't understand. I don't get it at all. Mm. I guess we'll just have to be patient on the CD front, on the, the music collecting front. I guess so. It's going to be a big Christmas, I guess. There, there you go. For the old CDs yes. and stuff. I really want to get actually a, get a record player. Me soon. too, yeah. I'm really, really yeah. itching for one of those. I've got a few vinyl now, so a few records building up. Um, that's the thing. So we We talked about that last week off air and mm. oh, I went yeah, looking yeah. for that one we we're talking about thinking oh that's let's right. get this cheap one it'll be like a if I don't use it then it's not that much wasted and then they didn't fucking have it and the next cheapest one was like fucking two hundred dollars or some shit right 
It's like, well, if I'm going to spend that, I may as well spend $500. <laughs> yeah, a good one. <laughs> yeah. A really good one. Might as well get something that I'm going to be proud of. Yeah, yeah. So that's my aim. <laughs> but again, as you can only get, well, the price for the four $500 one in Japan is about mm. $1,000, $1,500, obviously, because everything in Japan must be five to eight yep. times more expensive for that's the true. exact same thing. That's generally true, yeah. Yeah. Apparently, the cost of importing a product is astronomical <laughs> what are they doing yeah. on the way you know like, what are they adding to the value yeah like, like especially <laughs> when you think they must come in some reasonable amount of bulk so sure. there must be some balance of you know that's right trade not price just, yeah, and yeah blah blah blah, blah it's not blah. like just sending like yeah. one you know just that record player in one huge car- cargo what do you call them one of those huge like a container con- right? container like things I mean, that's, I mean, the thing I can buy from like turntablelabs.com in America and ship it here, and it's not going to add on an extra $800 to the price. I guarantee uh, it. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I guarantee it isn't. Yep. Yeah. So. But that'd be something to, that'd be something nice to look forward to. Get a record player by the end of the year. Yeah. I'm, I'm kind of thinking to get a, a nice one like that now. Yeah. Nice ish. I'd like to actually do Some a proper like comparison. Literally thousands of dollars. It's sure. amazing. I'd like to do a proper comparison between the CD and the, and the record. I've got a couple of albums. I, I, I think every vinyl I own, I also own the CD mm-hmm. of. So. It'd be interesting. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it's definitely warmer, I guess. Warmer sound. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Less, obviously, less digital because it's not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's definitely more, more hiss, more scratch. Well, that maybe. I guess. I mean, I, I guess the most important thing for the record player is the cartridge. So the cartridge. The cartridge is like the, the thing behind the needle, I guess. But oh, not the. St- oh, okay. Like yeah, the stylus, a, that's, that's the that's called the cartridge behind the needle. I guess stylus. Needle stylus the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. We used to call it a stylus when I was a kid. Is that right? Yeah, I guess a lot of people do. I, I don't know if that's. You know. I, I remember putting on my dad's like Led Zeppelin records and just like. Doubling the uh, RPM. <laughs> it was so funny. I was, just, I was wrecking his, his vinyl. It's funny you say that. In a, in yeah. elementary school, in the last oh, year, okay, I was like, for some bizarre reason, like we, yeah. I went to like a Catholic school. I thought I can see where this is going. And we had assembly with like Bible reading. Okay, every yeah, yeah, yeah. And <laughs> there was every year somebody from like the, I guess the last year, yeah. like the sixth grade or whatever. Um, there would be two people selected to play music. Yep, yep. In like as people came in and out of assembly, right? Okay, yeah. <laughs> and so we got to me and this other kid in my class had chosen for some reason, and we got to leave the lesson early, like twenty minutes early to go and set up the record for assembly every okay. morning. And we just start like scratching yeah. with it and just like <laughs> just destroying this thing for 10 minutes every morning <laughs> with all these fucking lame records. <laughs> what sort of music was it? It was just like Hym- hymns or there was like hymns or like just Christian like okay. music or whatever. Yeah. Just. <laughs> And the Lord, 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 Lord. <laughs> it was just, it was so, uh, so irresponsible when I think about just 
putting both hands on the tur- on the vinyl on the turntable, <laughs> pushing as hard as you can, just going. <laughs> just well, that's whoop, isn't that how hip hop was formed? I guess I mean, so. It makes sense. It's like one of the coolest things ever. And <laughs> it was a pretty nice record player. I think it was all mecha- it was all metal. Oh. It was all like oh, really? like like every part of it was aluminium or, or yeah. whatever. And it was probably quite expensive back then, eh? Mm. But it never broke, so there you go. for a, at least one year of abuse, and surely we were not the first people. Actually, no, the reason we were not the first, because the two kids who did it before us introduced us to the there, idea of there doing you that. Go. There you <laughs> so go. I was so they'd that. been doing it all year, too. <laughs> <laughs> that's, oh, that's great. Yeah. Good, good old days. Good times. Yeah, we did, we did shit like in my school. Like yeah. we, we had like a theatre group and we had to, and I was always in charge of music and before the teacher came in, we were just like, wah, 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 with that holst and stuff and like, you know, um, bloody Chopin or whatever. <laughs> it was great fun. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus. Silly, silly That's stuff. funny. Yeah. So we can do that when we get a record player this year. Yeah. Start some, start some hip hop. You, you, need, you need a turntable like, what is it oh. called? Like it's a certain type of drive, right? Um, yeah. Fuck, I forgot where it's like, like DJ turntables have a, yeah, okay. a different motor, so that's why they It'd don't break. <laughs> oh, okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I wouldn't do that yeah, yeah. with a regular. Not a regular. Regular one. No. Oh, no, it's day costing. It's like a real cheap yeah. piece of, like, literally piece of, a piece of junk from, like, Hard Off or something, and just, you know, like, you spend $10 on it. I'm wondering, does Hard Off have any cheaper than that one that you were showing me? I don't know, yeah. They've got, like, the junk section, haven't they, so... It'd be kind of fun. Yeah. Yeah. Nowadays, though, isn't it all like those weird fake, like... I guess so. Like those fake turntables like, where you play your MP3s and then they have like a little fake circle that you can scratch on. Oh, I haven't seen those. No. Oh, yeah? That's yeah. a thing? Okay. Oh, it is, yeah. <laughs> Bizarre. Yeah. Yeah. Good stuff. Definitely. Anyway. Should we get into a... Yeah. Oh, do we have any news? I don't know. Oh, do we could... We could uh, have, have a little quick look. How about the old uh, the brothers? What's, well, we don't want to tell any of this no. main news because I'm sick of it, to be honest. Yeah. Um, Phoebe Bridges' new album, Punisher, seems to be coming out soon. That'll mm-hmm. be a main review here on Midnight Waves, for sure. And I guess we'll get to this later, but Neil Young is oh, going to drop, a, right. a, a drop an album out of, out of his old catalogue, I guess. Not his catalogue, his... His archives. Yeah, that's that's really interesting. From mm. like sort of the back end of Neil's classic era, mm. apparently an unreleased album yep. is getting released finally. That's it. What's it called? Homegrown. Homegrown. Yeah. So, geez, the moon in Antarctica. My favorite Modest Mouse album turns twenty. That's crazy. Twenty years. That's it. That wow. was like uni uni days, wasn't it? Or high school, sixth form. Uh, university for me, but mm. fuck. <laughs> wow, I'm really <laughs> staggered by that. Actually, oh shit, that's a great album though. Um, yeah, let's <laughs> spin. Liam Gallagher recalls nearly burning down Noel's house in Ibiza. Yes. <laughs> yeah. What did you say? Um. <laughs> Jesus. So I, I guess Liam told a story on uh, during a visit to Peter Crouch's show, Save Our Summer. Mm. 
Hey, do you want to attempt the Manchester I'm accent? I'm not very good I, at it. Can you? I, yeah. I don't know, but I might get halfway through and it'll become another accent. A kid had a house in Ibiza once years ago, which I nearly set fire to because they lend it to me, Liam explained. So I get there, I'm getting a bit giddy and I've got, this is nuts, isn't it? Put the drinks out, got a cig out, and it was like right on the sea, and I lit up, and then I flicked it. It's gone down the cliff. Next minute, there's loads of fire. We've not even unpacked our bags, so I'm there running out with loads of pots and pans, just launching at it, because you couldn't go down it, he continued. I'd only been there about ten minutes. (laughs) There's no way Noel would let his little brother stay at his home now. If he did, Liam probably wouldn't rush to extinguish the fire. <laughs> probably not. Um, yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah, wow. Stupid brothers. That's uh, impressive. Yeah, impressive. Certainly. Brothering. <laughs> Good brothering there. Oh. Can, can you, I know this is a great, great podcast radio type question, which nobody can see, but if you look on this spin uh, little quiz here. Okay. Can you get the answer right there, John? Which band has this logo? We got a yellow circle, red background, yellow fiery skull, and the options are the Offspring, Red Hot Chili Peppers, or Blink One Eighty Two. Blink Mr. Top the first. The Offspring. But it doesn't look like unless they changed it. Oh, it is. I'm pretty sure it is. Okay. Oh come on! Oh my <laughs> God, that is embarrassing. Which band has this logo? It might as well just say Pink Floyd on it. <laughs> that is insane. Someone actually chose oh, the doors. Six percent of people <laughs> chose the doors. Which oh, band has this? Oh my goodness! Oh my god, <laughs> this is terrible. Spin yeah. up your game on like quizzes. How did we get back to that one? Oh, yeah, anyway, that sucks. So apparently, Liam dropped an MTV Unplugged album. I don't know what he would possibly play on oh, that. Oh, a friend told me about this. Apparently, it's, apparently it's worth a listen. So yeah, I might have a listen to this later. Did he? Only do his solo material, or did he I, throw I, I in a few? I didn't listen or read any details. But just the, a few the, of the, the good details. songs, but um, yeah, yeah, okay. I, I wouldn't mind having a look what's on. I've never actually listened to any of Liam's like solo material. Yeah, neither so I. I listened to a little bit of Noel's. I, I saw a video on mm. YouTube before of Noel playing like an unplugged thing at somewhere in, in London yeah for like a, I guess for the, like a TV show in the UK and he basically just played Oasis songs I think okay but wonder what, I wonder how, how it works out with the rights of their songs is it, is it they shared or is it just no it's like 99% of them Noel wrote them so I guess, so I guess he owns okay with almost all of them Liam playing the stuff I, mean, I guess he get money from it but yeah I mean they as they they hate each other yeah it's I don't know. Hmm. Yeah, I might look that up anyway. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. It's kind of, Liam's one of those classic, like, cases of a singer who had, like, something a little bit kind of special in a way with his voice, where it's very distinctive and, like, oh, yeah. very charismatic. And then he just sort of burned it out after a couple of years Did of okay. cocaine and <laughs> alcohol abuse. Oh, really? Okay. And. I didn't. Yeah. Couldn't really hit the notes anymore after a while. Oh. So I don't know what he sounds like now, but yeah. mm. <laughs> last time I saw Liam sing was the classic coronavirus reworking of Supersonic. If you oh, remember. that's right, the hand washing. Yes, 
Oh, Jesus. And, and Wonderwall. Uh, yeah, he did did a couple there. Thanks, Liam. Thank you, Liam. We really needed that. <laughs> anyway, mm. I'll always appreciate Liam for his complete twatness. Yeah, I, oh, I, I think he, he was pretty entertaining. Yeah. Proper rock and roll star. Definitely. Mm. Maybe the last real one. That maybe, was actually yeah. a mm. famous person, like a successful person. Yeah, maybe. Eh? Mm. Maybe he was. Yeah. I feel like if you look at all the old rock stars of your, the classic John Bonhams, the Keith Moons, mm-hmm. even the Steven Tylers and Axl Roses, probably looking at today's bands and artists. Just wondering what the fuck happened here. I, mean, I love Grizzly Bear, but those guys are not rock stars. <laughs> oh, that's right. <laughs> yeah. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Fleet Foxes are certainly not rock stars. That's right. Yeah. So <laughs> it's it's a it's a weird thing how that really disappeared. Yeah. Yeah. I guess all the, uh, the PC stuff, right? I guess so, yeah, I guess so. But they don't, it doesn't seem possible that in any era they would have been rock star esque. Mm. I feel like. Yeah. Maybe they just wouldn't have made it. Maybe. Yeah. Anyway, let's talk about somebody who did make it. Yeah. To varying degrees. And we're going to start with the, the new release this week, which is from a band that I liked for quite a while No Age. And then you album, somewhat awkwardly titled Goons Be Gone. Sandalwood from No H from Goons Begone. Uh, what do you think? Again, I think title. I think this is your first, first exposure is, to the is, band No Age. The first New Age album for me. Yeah. Never heard of them. No idea who they were. I had no idea they were a two-piece band as well. Yeah. I couldn't couldn't tell from Islington. Yeah, I mean, very interesting. That's that's kind of true. Unless you really, really think about it, it's uh, yeah, you, yeah, you yeah. wouldn't. Yeah, you wouldn't. But you don't usually think about that. They, they make a big, big yeah. noise, right? For, that's, for that's a two-piece right. band, it's certainly yeah. not really the like White Stripes approach to it, or the yep. early Black Keys. I mean, and the Black Keys so eventually ended up mm. adding so many instruments that they needed a full band to tour with, but. I guess in a way, like someone like Bonnie Vare did as well. Compared, to, well, that's different because that was well, so kind of, basically he's so kind of doing everything, though. But yeah, 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 yeah. It's, okay, so I mean, yeah, no idea who these guys were, and uh, so it's, what is it like? 
One guy is the uh, guitarist, basically. The other yeah. one's the drummer, yeah. And the drummer is the singer. And that's right, because I watched a yeah. uh, KEXP uh, sort of concert, is it called a concert? Performance the other mm. day, and I was like, wow, these two guys are busy. <laughs> it's like yeah. Really, really talented guys. It turned out that um, Randy Randall, the guitar player, does a lot of the. Well, he does a lot. Of, obviously, does a lot of the effects and and that. But the the drummer does more. I mean, he's doing like analog effects, like with all these. He's putting plugs in and yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, one track and another one. He's obviously doing like lots into drumming and the singing at the same time, which is incredible. Really, absolutely. <laughs> and how many people can drum that well and sing? I think he's a pretty good singer too, to be honest. I I I, I, like, his I like his voice very much. Mm. Definitely has a Thurston Moore. Uh, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Uh, That's right. Sonny uh, Eve. What's his name? Fucking Stephen mm. from Pavement. <laughs> oh, I don't know. Malcolmus. Malcolmus. Oh, Malcolmus. Malcolmus. Yes, yeah, that's right. He has like a bit yes. of that kind of Malcolmus Thurston Moore kind of thing to him that slacker slacker yeah, era kind of I singing love, I but like I, song, I really yeah. do too yeah it's just so effortlessly cool yeah and i mean i, I think that's why I, I i really i hate that pitchfork used the same line because it was the first thought i had so i'm gonna say it anyway but pitchfork did put this in their review but that first song sandalwood sounds like thurston was singing in the velvet underground very interesting i i wrote down here bob Dylan with lou reed but I mean, that's not the same thing, is it? But I thought Smoothie sounded more like Sonic Youth. Maybe with the guitar. I think Smooth, like, I, I think the first two tracks, which I really love, Sandalwood and mm. Feeler, are great. Smoothie kind of surprised me because it's so, like, comp- like a very complex soundscape that I was expecting to just be an instrumental. They do yep. do instrumentals quite that's often. Right. And then it just developed in this like real song that I really, really loved and definitely had like a, a Sonic Youth. I, I think a lot of this feels like dirty or goo era Sonic Youth, which okay. is totally cool with me. They always kind of did a bit, but earlier stuff, there was like a lot of noise collage. They were considered like a noise rock band initially. Mm, mm, mm. But this is much, the production sort of a bit clearer. Isn't it? I, the I th- yeah, I better. mean, I think the vocals are much better recorded yeah, here. Yeah, yeah. And I was listening to the earlier albums this yeah. comparison. I really... Actually, my favourite amongst all the albums is the 2010 album, I've name. Uh, Everything in between was my favourite. And then yeah, Snare's yeah. like a haircut two years ago. I yeah, I, I, I would. I, I think Everything in between and then Nouns. And then I really like Snare's in a haircut. I, I'm not not a big fan of the third album, to be honest. I didn't but, try that because of yeah. lower scores. But. Yeah, it's, it's all right. I think at that point it was kind of just like, eh, it's enough. But then... Yeah, Snares and the Haircut is a really solid album. Everything between yeah. had so many like really catchy tunes. There are great on it. songs on that, mm. and I mean this one does too. Yeah, yeah, that 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 is like yeah. some legitimately great pop songs on it, like yeah. buried in noise, but yeah, just <coughs> excuse me, just really good stuff. I think and and but I I really do like this album and it was sort of like I had no I had not noticed this album came out like I am a fan of the band but it it'd been you know quite a while since I'd thought about them or listened to them and I guess if you'd missed last year's it'd be 2013 was the, the well Snares like a haircut was 2018 I I mean before so. that if you had missed if you had missed that one it would have been seen years since yeah you heard and the like music. I I 
like <clears throat> do like snares like a haircut. Okay. I have it. You had you, I have, oh, you got I that have snares like a haircut and everything in between and nouns. Okay. I didn't get an object. I, I kinda wanna re listen that now, kinda okay. revisit it just because Yeah, you know because you have things haven't Maybe things change, but I mean, like sure. everything in between. I, I think the song Fever Dreaming is yeah, amazing. Yeah, I love that one. And Valley Hump Crash is really, really good too. Mm. And th- there's some great stuff there. And it's, I like that they have maybe refined their sound a bit without ever really getting away from what they do or what they did. Mm. Yeah. It's that kind of, um, Sort of almost like underground kind of garage rock sort of, I don't know, pop punk if it's, is it rock or punk? I don't know one or the other, yeah, or both maybe it's kind of hard to categorize I think mm. it's, I, I always think it must be so difficult to make music like, like, it's easy enough to have a guitar and a drums, drums and write some sort of punky songs but yeah. With all the sound effects and like you were saying, like with the analog, oh, like yeah. the shit that he's plugging in, I and, love and that. just I love that stuff. All, all like the noise, it's so tasteful, the noise though. rock aspects mm. of it that are not like aggressive or off-putting. And I, was, I, yeah, I think I was gonna, it's such a difficult mm. thing to actually like. Yeah. How are you going to develop that and then be like, yeah. all right, this is it. <laughs> like we got it. Next song. I was going to say, like, the way they do the sort of analog or the, the all that sort of, like, beautiful ambient sound is so well done. Say compared to, like, how we heard it on Car Seat Headrest with that bloody oh. horrible blip-blop or drum and bass sort of stuff. Oh, it's just... terrible. These guys do it so well. Yeah. Like, just a lovely blend of both. You know, real, you know, real organic sound with the more synth, and synth or analog bass sounds. And I mean, it was interesting so nice. to hear, like, that that track with the um i'm assuming it's a synthesizer but there's sort of like horns on it or something ah yeah, yeah like yeah. that that was something uh, i was not expecting to mm-hmm. come up but it still like you that that car seat headrest thing is a great comparison of something that didn't work yeah for me at all and this is something i was not expecting but it, they just made they did it just enough where you could say oh that's interesting and then it just still becomes their music yeah. Well, the Carsey headrest stuff, it, it was literally like, and again, I'm going to quote Pitchhook, but it's like somebody getting a synthesizer and discovering the arpeggiator key. Uh-huh, like, okay. oh, this is amazing. Look at this, guys. Like, I'm going to make an album. Like, it, it really did feel like somebody who hadn't got used to their new toys yet. Yeah. Yeah, no, Whereas these guys, as you say, are I mean, they've been, they've been around a bit as well. Let's, let's masterfully in control of what yeah, they're doing. Sure. Now, there's that one track. You might maybe the one the horns you mentioned was it toes in the water that comes on before turn to string. Yeah, I, 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 I really love the way those two tracks work together. I thought it was for me. It's the highlight of the album. But is that turn the string definitely one of my mm. favorite songs on here? But I love sort of the ambience of toes in the water. And that, there's like this lovely guitar loop and hugely well, sort of distorted sound that comes on, and the way that that blends into the next track, mm. "Turn to String," is so good. I, I which is actually my favorite track, but um, fantastic. I love that riff. It's sort of like foot stomping kind of drum beat in that tune as well. Yeah. Why don't we very, Why don't we play good. a little bit of "Turn to String"? That would actually. be it's very one of my nice. favorite songs. Yeah, I would love to hear that again. Let's give that a poke. <laughs> Thank you. 
here. And uh, a great song. Right? Definitely one of my favorite songs <laughs> on the album. Probably yeah. would top two, I think, for me. But yeah. Like we were sort of saying there, off my. <laughs> okay. That's like, usual. <laughs> yeah. How. You know, there's all this. It's like a very simple riff that's really catchy, really effective riff. Really love the vocals. But this, like, you know, in the background, there's like keys and like other shit going, like keyboards and stuff. But it's a very it's dense, so, dense sound, isn't it? It just colors the sound. Col- it's colors not. It. Mm. It's not like intrusive at all. It doesn't overwhelm the guitar riff and vocals and drums. That is the essence of the band. Nobody's using the arpeggiator. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeez. Yeah, I'm surprised when that car seat headrest had headrest Head, album. Wow. <laughs> car seat <laughs> headrest <laughs> album. Nobody broke out into a rap. Oh <laughs> no, Jesus! Like, Imagine like that. that Rush song. I, oh yeah. Was it Rush or Journey? Rush. Was it Rush? I think so. Yeah. Hold the bones or something. Yeah. Good Lord. <laughs> if, if we were making a list of terrible ideas made by great bands, that would be my number one. That, yeah, <laughs> definitely. I think. If, Way up there. If Led Zeppelin had put out like a neo-Nazi punk album, would be number two <laughs> <laughs> behind that. Um Anyway, yeah, that's a that's a great they're, song. They're just, their production is, is very good, considering it, it's that so they're interesting. Not, you know, huge rock stars, you? and and they you know they they have such a unique kind of approach to it. Like everything they do, like they they performed at the LA River. <laughs> they ah, did yeah. like a concert there. They they did they wrote like a, a soundtrack for Eddie Slimane's like uh, Paris Fashion Week show and oh, stuff. Really? Like they're they're there's like a deep sort of art to this band that has never wavered. No chance of attempting to go mainstream or... Yeah. And I love that. But there's still like hooks in their music and quality songwriting within this sort of front of being a noise rock band. And that's mm. very yeah, appealing. I think so. Um, I think... There's not that much to say, so I wouldn't mind just popping on, gonna put on my a... favorite song, sure. which is called, the, I, I really like the name, it's called Agitating Moss. That's <laughs> the last track. Yeah. yeah. If you watch, if you watch that KEXP thing, just the same drumming, it's just crazy and singing like very. I said at the same time, it's crazy. It's. I mean, I don't get it. You know, I I, I've never understood any any time a drummer can be the lead singer. To be honest, I mean, you know, obviously there's like Phil Collins, but yeah, I don't know much. Phil really drummed while he sang. I don't believe he did that much. 
Don Henley, but it's like Don Henley was ripping it up, I'm sure. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. On a dark desert highway. But the guy in Mastodon is like the oh. lead singer too. That, right? That's insane. And that that's, guy that's, is literally a machine. The, yeah, it's just like... <laughs> is he the lead singer? One of the they, they they all I think they all everyone except for sing. Bill Keller, the li- rhythm guitarist, the other three guys all sing, but he yeah. is the lead singer. I okay. Think. So that's amazing. He's the man. best singer. So oh, anytime anyone yeah. sounds like they can really sing yeah. in that band, it's the drummer singing. But I'm, I'm pretty off topic, but if you haven't listened to Mastodon, yeah. listen to Crack the Sky. That is an inc- particularly incredible album. Absolutely. I mean, I Jesus. don't listen to a lot of metal bands anymore. Yeah. But that is one metal band that oh I God, adore so good. still. And, mm. you know, abs- an unbelievable band. And yeah. I don't think they've ever put out a, anything less than yep. great. Yep. Like yeah. Every release is at least I, great. I, I, <laughs> yeah. There's only a couple albums I don't have and I, I want them. I, I think I, I might have everything by now. And, yeah. and the, even that EP they put out last time, which had like ballads on and stuff, was oh, just so nice so and good. so well done. And it's... <laughs> yeah. It's so interesting, like the lead guitarist, I forget his name, Brent. Oh, I'm not good with their names. Something like that. Brent, anyway. He was like, we, we, we don't think of ourselves as a metal band. We don't want to be a metal band, like necessarily. Like, okay. We want to be a progressive rock band, basically. Yeah. They yeah. just they are a metal band. so heavy. And I love that they're doing that kind of like borderline prog metal without sounding mm-hmm. like Queensryche or like sure. you know like traditionally sort of very histrionic version of that like they're doing yeah. very metal stuff with very progressive ideas so. yeah yeah definitely. anyway listen to that yes like John said go and listen to Mastodon if you haven't God, if you like hearing people play the shit out of their instruments go and listen yeah. to Mastodon oh god yeah uh, Bill Kelleher is like James Hetfield level rhythm guitar. Ah, so yeah. He's like the closest he's, thing oh, to yeah. Hetfield as a he's, as a he's metal rhythm guitarist. Very that old metronome in the arm level playing, yeah. like just t- like perfect flawless guitar That's playing. Right. But the dr- oh, anyway, name, back to No Age. Sorry, what's the name again? Um, Dean mm-hmm. is it? Dean something? It's uh, yeah, Dean Allen Spunt. 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 Yeah. Spunt. It's, it's, it says here Spunt. Okay, let's him Dean. Dean's I guess I already <laughs> thought of him as Dean. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I one of the things I love about this band, always have, is that for me, they're sort of like that. They it's certainly when they first came around with with Nouns in like two thousand eight, they were like the first band that new band of the era, like a great era, kind of the back end of a great era for indie music. Oh yeah. But they were like the first kind of new band that reminded me of parts of Sonic Youth that I love or Pavement like I said or like Sebado or uh, even Dinosaur yeah. Junior Dinosaur, right? Dinosaur Junior like a lot it's of this without the solos sounds a lot like Bug yeah. I think yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah and yeah. I, right. I just it's so nice to, and even like you said that Agitating Moss we just heard some of those chord chains like really like early REM REM right yeah and that was the whole college rock scene to me before it became alternative rock or grunge rock or whatever they just called it college rock right right and that was a scene that i really loved uh, for me and, it's like closest to the high you know, yeah so. 
There's something so nostalgic about that sound. Absolutely. And so that's another thing with this band. I always feel that there's some nostalgia mm. to it, that it reminds me of a time School that days, didn't exist maybe, with this band. Yeah. But, but it could have done. It would have slipped right in there. Yeah. Those like summer Sunday evenings, like watching The Simpsons and, and going oh, outside. Geez, you know? that's, that's, <laughs> like, that's, that's a different, different age. Right. Like... Mm. I but, just, yeah. I mean, we've obviously been saying how how great this album is and everything and their sound, but there's a couple of things I didn't, well, maybe one. Yeah, I, 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 wouldn't, like I certainly wouldn't say it's perfect. But no, no, I mean, you know, that track, Working Stiff, Take a Break, it's just like yeah. this, um, is this like no, noise or something? A couple of transition tracks, which is I, I mean, they're, you know, noise noise rather than, <laughs> no, but, no, but like noise as in it didn't need to be there kind of noise. No, yeah, I, I, there was nothing that I, I, I it wasn't, hated it wasn't personally. A hate, or, it was just like a, I didn't see the point of it. Yeah. But that was it, basically. One or two of those, I think. And that was... Otherwise, is it Cyclics, maybe? That was the other one. But yeah, other than that, I absolutely adored it. I mean, I, I, I do think... Like, when I was listening to it for... I mean, I listened to it about... I listened to it quite a bit, to be honest. It's pretty short. It's only 33 minutes. Yeah. Probably listened to it about six times. But the first couple of listens really... I was just hearing it without really absorbing it. And even when I decided like I need to make notes on this, I started talking to you halfway through and like I, I suddenly missed like four songs. Like I had to go back again because I do think it does kind of run together a bit. Yeah. And some of the tracks kind of blend in and out of each other sure, intentionally, sure. I guess. But it was just like, well, I don't even don't even remember if I like that song or if I love that song or I'm not bothered about that song. You know what I mean? Like it was mm -hmm. just, okay. Like I went from turn to string to like head sport, full face. It was like, that's probably the, yeah. That just, anyway, brings, and I, I didn't notice like a cyclic so puzzled. So I had to go back again just to make, just to make sure like if I need, if this is anything of note, it wasn't, but mm. so that would be, I mean, I, I think that's a criticism of all their albums for me. Like, I, I, don't, I don't think they're they're a perfect band by any means. It's definitely more of a mood thing, or a, like you you find the things you. It's not going to change your life. I'd be surprised. Yeah, I if, think it's like yeah, you're going to find a few tracks in every album you really like, and then a couple of tracks that are okay, and then just other ones are just like just there in the background. Yeah, I mean, I I, I love the <clears throat> band, and I I really <clears throat> like the albums I own, but I wouldn't say any of them were like amazing albums yeah. or anything yeah nothing great there's know, some great ground, songs groundbreaking but, music. um yeah but it's definitely a good ass album it so, is good ass album good ass album. <laughs> official good ass <laughs> album stamp because <laughs> you get those made don't we <laughs> you know, get, sent out to our fans yeah <laughs> along with the old poke stick <laughs> yeah so are you going to give this one i'm giving it a nice round four i am also giving it a four actually yeah okay. Yeah, I, I I did find that with more listens, I actually liked it more. Yeah. I think more melodies come out, and you know, as I do own most of their catalog, I would definitely be looking to pick this one up down yeah, the line. I want I want this. I, but, I want yeah. to own it. I think it's a a very good album. Yeah, that might get better, but yeah. It's about par for the course with their very good output. Yeah. So, good stuff. Excellent stuff, lads. 
So our next review is something we kind of oh somehow missed. A, yeah, and I don't even know how I missed this one. Yeah, same. Because I own so much of his material, Bizarre. and <laughs> just was completely unaware of it last year. Yeah, and certainly. I don't know, it must have been during that period where I just didn't look at Pitchfork at all. But anyway, luckily for us, this week saw a bizarre reissue of sorts Mm. with, on CD, and I'm assuming vinyl, just the instrumental album with a new cover. Yeah. And in streaming services, like the full double album deluxe edition. Oh, yeah. With the new cover. How many? 54 tracks, is that right? It would be, wouldn't it? I somehow got through all that, but didn't mean to. Um, so, I am, of course, talking about Flying Lotus. Yes. And his album, Flamagra. Okay. Let's give something from that a listen. Featuring Anderson Park. Park. Yeah, I feel like we've been mentioning a lot recently. He is popping up all over the place. And he is he's great. His yeah. his, his solo albums are great. His contribution, Dr. Dre's Compton album was great. That was the first time I ever heard of him. He's been doing like quite a few guest spots in some of these albums we've been reviewing over That's the right. time. And, yeah, he's uh, popped up. Uh, a few times his stuff it? is great his album Malibu is really really good yeah I think you, you would really like I've it I've often heard that yeah. yeah yeah I think you'd probably really like that yeah. but anyway here we are Flying Lotus this is his oh, I think sixth his studio sixth album, album? Okay. I mean if we throw in the Captain Murphy mixtape I guess seventh and plus he's done like a bunch of score work and mm. stuff he's a busy guy yeah. very busy um, but 2014 was the last album, wasn't it? You're, you're dead. You're, no, you're dead! Oh, was it? Oh, sorry, it's an exclamation mark. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so that's the, the only album I've ever heard of uh, Flying Lotus. I, I've got that one. But I, I, I love that album. And it's very good. I mean, it's, the interesting thing, I was surprised <laughs> when I was looking back through his catalogue and thinking which albums of his I actually own and don't own, mm. is that You're Dead is only 38 minutes and three seconds long, mm. which... Sure, isn't it? Yeah. Really is surprising he went so long on this one. <laughs> so this is 66, 66 minutes. minutes if, if you don't before we even it. include yeah. the uh, the instrumental section. Mm. Yeah, I, I, I really I really loved your dead. I, I I I haven't heard his first two albums. I definitely would like to hear Los Angeles. I 
I guess I'd like to hear 1983, even though I think it got kind of bad reviews, but I know he was sampling like Japanese proto synthwave from the 60s on that album really? and stuff, like, wow. which is kind of intriguing. And uh, actually, to be honest, the reviews, well, I, I remember, I guess, I remember Pitchfork giving it a bad review, so I didn't check it out, but apparently Sputnik Music gave it a four and a half out of five, so. All music gave it a f- three and a half out of five. Sorry, yeah, three and a half out of five. Yeah. So not bad. Should check that out. But yeah, he was doing like a lot of weird, weird samples and stuff on that. I guess from ja- old Japanese, weird Japanese music and stuff, which is definitely curious. I don't know yeah. how these guys ever discover this kind of stuff. I don't know how like doggy style ended up with that like ski aki song during during uh, uh, the uh, Ladi Dadi song. Like how how do these guys find this Japanese music? I wonder. Eh? Yeah. I mean, it's that's bizarre. Yeah. It's a weird kind of niche. Yeah. There. But I, I I the first album I ever heard was Cosmogramma which was kind of a concept album for dealing with trauma and nightmares and stuff. And uh, it's, it's a very, it, it, it's apparently a concept about lucid dreaming and out-of-body experiences. I think the reason I, got in, I was interested is that Tom York sings a song on it. Oh, so does that's he? Well, kind of how I got good. into that. Thundercat is obviously on there. Probably the first time I ever heard of mm. Thundercat. I imagine they must be best best mates, eh? They are very close it's for sure. I think I think stuff. like Flying Lotus, Thundercat, Kamazi Wash, ah, like Kamazi Kendrick, Washington. like they're all kind of like linked yeah, together yeah. in in that way. And and that's a that's a great well, that's a hell of a link. Great team and, and the dream team, I guess. And you know, like to pimp a <clears throat> butterfly, Flying Lotus produced the first track on that Wesley's oh, Dream. Oh yeah. Is that called? It's called Wesley's Dream. Yeah. Oh, sorry, Wesley's Theory. And um, obviously, Kamazi was all over that album. Thundercat was all over that album. So that is a hell of a team. And I I think the best song on "You're Dead" is the song featuring Kendrick. Which oh yeah, what's that called? um, Um, Which is is absolutely fantastic. And the song is called. Jesus Christ, what is it called? Never Catch Me. Oh, okay. Which is a great song. So Snoop Dogg is on that album. And oh, was he? Wow. Yeah, he's on uh, the <coughs> next song, Dead Man's Tetris. Kamazi was obviously on that album. <coughs> wow. And Thundercat is on, was all over the album. There's a lot of features. Yeah. But it's all, it all works within his, like one of the things I love about Flying Lotus is that whatever he's doing, it just, Whoever's on his album, whichever guests there are, it fits into his aesthetic and his style and his yeah. vision for whatever he's doing. And Perhaps one one exception on this album, but I think that the song itself is pretty shit, so that's probably why. That that female... Uh, I, I know, I, yeah, I guess so. I've never heard of her before, but... I mean, the, I, song, I, the I, song itself is pretty rubbish. I think it's all right. No, what's it called? Oh, Yeti Belly with... Uh, Yellow belly, right? Yellow, yellow belly. What did hmm. I say? Yellow belly. Yeah. Yellow berry. <laughs> yellow belly. Like I, I, think, I think this song is. It's definitely not my favorite song. I like that stupid like baseline or. But I, I think the. Pro- like, I so think simple. his production on the song is awful. Oh yeah, yeah that's it. That's what I mean. I, I think, I like the when the keyboards come in and there's like mm. a bit of melody, but that like. Bow, bow, 
That's it. Bum, bum. That's it. That's it. And like, I was listening to the drum beat, and I was thinking like, like my kid could make that. Out. Like, if I gave it like, if I set up the keyboard, like that's mm. kind of drum beat she would come up with. Like, dun dun, dun dun. Like that. <laughs> yeah. That's that's the drum What's beat. What's the point of that? And why? I, why? Like, I just say like that didn't need to be on the album. And that's that to me. Like looking at this as like a deluxe reissue or whatever, or like literally a CD instrumental version, a physical release of the instrumentals like that song is awful as an instrument without her vocals or without oh, without, yeah, yeah, without yeah. the layers of vocals yes. on that song like exactly. it is unbelievably bad what the fuck was he thinking with that i think the song is i, I think when the keyboards come and there's a bit of melody and something like she sings a bit mm-hmm. it's Kind of, I, I enjoy those parts of the song. I, I certainly don't hate the song, but it's definitely one of the lowlights of the album yeah. for me. I, mean, I do think I put yeah. like he's got titties on his face or something. That's it's it. pretty funny. But, but I mean, yeah, like this album, as I say, even before you, if you look at the original album, half of the tracks are instrumentals anyway, aren't they? Exactly. Which is interesting. Apart from um, uh, what's his name, David David Lynch, I guess. Well, the weird kind of thing like is spoken word. The weird thing on the the re the re release the instrumental version the David Lynch track still has David Lynch. That's on right. That's right. Which I guess that that was a, that's a really significant, I guess, track for Flying Lotus. He was t- he was talking in some interviews about how important that was and how he wanted to work with him. He he worships him or something. Yeah, yeah. I, I get it, but but still, as a I mean, yeah, doesn't make sense. Does, as does it need to exist then? Yeah. As a concept, to I, I really don't understand the point of releasing this. I could see putting re, yeah. reissuing it as a double CD or like a quadruple vinyl or something. I could totally like Run the Jewels going to do that vinyl thing uh, of Run the Jewels Four yeah, with the so album cool. on two discs and the instrumentals uh, on two discs. That need, makes sense to need me. Need that, yeah. And that would make sense for this. I was shocked when I first realized that he was just releasing this as mm. a physical instrumental album mm. again, because like, what is it saying? Are you saying that the songs with vocals are not good enough? Right. That's Even bizarre. though most of the songs with vocals are clearly designed for vocals. So yeah. they're, they're missing some hook to make them more interesting. Yeah or even as interesting without the vocals. And then, like you said, there's like a, a good chunk of these songs are instrumental anyway. That's right. That's so, probably like, what is it, like 12, at least 12 out of 27, I think. I think, yeah. 10 or 12. So, mm. and even some of the instrumental things still have like weird backing vocals or yeah, yeah, like yeah. some of the, the just vocalizations mixed in still sure maybe that's just how the beat came out before it was given to the the performer but again if it's instrumentals then don't say anything right or don't bother very very odd very strange this i like the new cover art better oh oh (laughs) is it different oh yeah yeah it's 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 different okay i mean the 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 old one was fine but Let's have a look. Shall I, shall I try and uh, pull it up on here? Oh, I see it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's better, isn't it? I, I mean, mean, they're both cool, but like they're both cool. The new but one looks, uh, deluxe edition looks um, even better, to be honest. Yeah, yeah. I've seen it. Yeah, yeah. So there you go. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, I mean, the, the other one is still cool, of course. That's a face, right? Yeah. Nice. Obviously still cool, but... Uh, that one, yeah? Yeah, do kind of prefer just the overall... Mm. Actually, I don't know. I might actually prefer the original now, looking at it. I just think they're both cool. Blown like up. in their own way. It, but. I've, I was thinking, like, on the small version, mm. I was thinking, like, it looked cooler on the new one, but blowing it up big, kind of my prefer. Is that big. the back cover, then? Oh, this? Is that? Oh, it's a tour. No, it's two. <laughs> it's what tour. the hell is this? Yes, that would be happy. Kind of want that LP now with the pop up sleeve Ooh, edition. Oh, like pop up, pop Ooh. up heart. That That's good. pretty cool. Need that. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder if that's, I bet it's not available anymore, though. Especially on this grey. Oh, look m- at that. Grey vinyl. God damn it. Oh, dear. Well, I'm going to be looking these up when we finish. The, the collector inside of me is like <laughs> yes, drooling like, at the moment. Oh. God, ooh, deluxe vinyl bundle. You get both. It's a red one, though. That is pretty cool, though, with the eye. Fuck me. That's amazing looking. It's on his official store, too. Some beautiful artwork. Yeah, anyway, good stuff. Good presentation. <laughs> Sorry, I'm like mesmerized by the ver- various vinyl editions. Very, now. very attractive. Um, so maybe maybe it's time, as we kind of got off track there, maybe we should throw in another song. Yes. Yep. Go and uh, let's give something else a listen. Selection of favorite songs from this. There's so many tracks like this, which is lovely, just sublime. Yeah, I mean, like a lot of my favorite songs Mm. are like a minute and a half long or whatever, but they're just beautiful Mm. and and they kind of blend in together and out and could have realistically been kind of just one track, (laughs) some of them, I think. Yeah, well, yeah, but did it need to be 27 tracks? Yeah, that's a a question you can ask. But but his albums are always kind of like that, though, where. I forget which song is. There's a song Maybe with there's a track with Thundercat on oh, okay. "You're Dead," and I, the track before it, yeah. I just always assumed it was part of the same song, but it isn't. So it's okay. It's, it's like, 
Maybe you don't I wonder, need if to. wonder if it's something like attention span issue. <laughs> yes, I don't know. I find it hard to believe anyone would be like, especially if you listen on vinyl. Yeah. Say, I'll pop that song on that lasts 45 seconds. Oh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know? Just pop that one on. There you go. But, yeah. I mean, it does work as an album. It's I an mean, album. That, that's that's not even better ar- argument for not splitting this into 27 tracks, though, right? Yeah. This could be like, probably could be like 11 tracks. And, yeah, that's right. And still work together perfectly because I do believe most of it should be listened to as an album. I do think more works as a single. I think um, mm-hmm. the track with Denzel Curry... Black Balloons reprise works as kind of a standout song. Mm, yeah. And, and probably my favorite track and yours, I think, Land of Honey. Oh, yeah. Which we'll listen to before we end this. Yes. Is featuring Solange is amazing, I think, but oh, also definitely works yeah, really. as a single. But yeah. So there were a few songs released as singles from this album. I mean, I think the David Lynch one was the, oh, that's the, right. first, that was the first single, weirdly, which I, I think is really, really cool. I do love David Lynch, too. It's quite unsettling and kind of terrifying to listen to. Apparently Spontaneous and Takashi was. was I, that's really interesting. So I think Spontaneous is mm. quite nice. I mm. think it's a bit... I don't think her vocals are, really add too much to it. I, it's pretty standard R&B. Okay. Kind of fair. I think that is the one song on the instrumental album that works better. Okay. So without, without, without the that. without yeah. the vocals. Right. Takashi is one of my least favorite tracks on this album. Mm. I don't think it's terrible, but yeah. it's just so like busy and noisy and I don't remember that to be honest. For I guess me, it didn't like stand out for that, me. that 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 version of Flying Lotus where it's just like boop, 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 like kind of like mm. stuff going off is my least favorite version of his music so that's kind of weird um yeah i mean i there's definitely some issues uh, here but the george clinton feature i really like that actually i I think i did too burned i think i i really like the end of that song where he says you need a fan you really need a fan or something oh yeah yeah and he just sounds like so pained yeah, and it's. I think it's a. It's a pretty amazing performance from like an old man who's. I was gonna say he's seventy eight now. Yeah. <laughs> and it's basically a song about being being famous, right? Being, oh, okay. And and dealing with the pressure of it, right. and, and if anyone knows, it's somebody who's been in the music business for like five decades or whatever. But it's incredible. It's. I think. At first, I remember thinking it's kind of like. Kind of whatever. It's, it felt a bit typical to me of the of the era at the moment of just like a kind of wacky vocals from like a older singer kind of thing. But yeah. after a few listens and just like the how heartfelt his delivery actually is when you really listen to it and pay attention to the song, I think it's a really really good song. Um, not a big fan of the Shabazz Palaces track actually version virtual okay mm. um it's it's whatever and nine carrots with toro Imoa is fine again feels a bit typical of toro Imoa to me whose music i i like but i've never loved and never never been able to truly love even though i think it's 
very good music. Yeah. It really sounds more like his song than Flying Lotus's to me. Oh, okay. Yeah, I mean, there's so many tracks that I didn't remember all of them. So it's just too much, really. I mean, I, I listened to this album many times. I, I did have it on several times. It was so difficult to even think about how to approach it, to be honest. Like, yeah, that's true. Like, when I listened to it about four times, and I was thinking, like, I don't even know what I think about <laughs> any of this. Like, I like it, but... It's great as sort of chill-out yeah. music. Like, I, 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 I liked it every time I listened to it. Mm, but yeah, And I definitely liked it more the more I listened to it. But the first few listens, it was like, if you were like, what's your favorite song? which is any are like are any of them songs (laughs) like it just felt like a noise collage at first like a fairly pleasant noise collage which to be fair most of his albums kind of do i mean they definitely need some work i don't think you would just pop this on like hey do you want to go to the beach yeah bring some music how about that new flying lotus (laughs) probably wouldn't be your first pick would it? no like It's not something for that occasion. I think I'm saying it's something you definitely want to chill out to, you know, have like a nice drink in your hand and just chill. And I just like I said, the production's so nice. There's so many things to listen for. It's like yeah, this I mean, lovely like, fusion of all these instruments and sounds, and the bass is just great. Every almost every track, apart from yeah. that shitty one we talked about. Yeah, <laughs> I, just, I mean, very, I don't. I mean, I, I get. I for me, it can it. This song is enough where it has enough where I, I don't where I'm okay with it. But yeah, the the verse like the production on the main verses is some shit. What's his name? What's the uh, mix? What's the guy's name again? D- Daddy Dave. <laughs> Daddy Dave. Daddy Kev. Derek Dev. Daddy Kev is it? Kev is it? Let's look it up. Sorry. Um, uh, da- Daddy Kev. There you go. According to Pitchfork, one of the Los Angeles underground's most visionary producers. Okay. I mean, obviously, Flylo was working together on this, but I don't know. I think the mastering isn't that great. I mean, definitely a lot of these drums are blown out. Yeah, I don't like that in places. And there's one thing I I hate is listening to drums blown out where Mm. they're crackling and Mm. distorting. And And I I can hear that and... I haven't got the best ears in the world, to be honest. <laughs> if I can hear, I can, you know, that I can pick that up and just be like, oh, it's not that pleasant. It, it's, it's a weird thing to me that that, mm. like engineers, are totally cool nowadays with just blowing things out like that because yeah. all it does is hurt the sound. Yep. All it does is damage <coughs> the overall product of the music. I excuse think so. me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know, yeah, I, I think there's a lot of the smaller tracks, the more instrumental things I think are, are really nice here. I really like Andromeda, Andromeda. I think it's beautiful. Oh, it's I love like that. a minute I love that 30. Yeah, I really yeah, yeah. like Remind You, uh, Find Your Own Way Home, mm-hmm. The Climb feature in Thundercat. I can't remember if he sings on that or not, but it's yeah, he does, right? Yeah. I, I in, think that's really nice. I like that in Inside Your Home as well. Yeah, I think FF4 would make a great Freddie Gibbs beat. <laughs> Oh, okay. There's like a really soulful kind of thing going on. I think Thank You, Malcolm is really nice. Even the last track, start, um, geez, Hot October, starts off really nice and then kind of becomes like a bit of a weird thing. But Okay. But there is definitely more here to like than to dislike, right? Yeah, that's, that's, that's very true. Oh, yeah. And it does flow together very, very well. Mm. Yeah, so. it's a very... Uh, 
you know, well composed, well thought out piece of music, a piece piece of yeah. music, yeah. Well, so, collection of lots of different things, really. But, so, shall we? Uh, I guess we should poke. poke the old land of honey. Oh, let's do it. song on the album yeah same here quite quite beautiful all mm. the instrumentation piano oh, yeah. the, the horns the obviously Solange's vocals are great yeah if they got the biggest talent in that family I would agree yeah. so, I do agree what would you give this I I wrote it down actually I, <laughs> like, I, don't, well, I don't always write it down oh, okay. I sometimes decide as we that's go that's right you mentioned that before I've been mean, uh, I'm going to just because of the, you know, just because a few of the tracks I find just whatever, and maybe too many, mm. in a way I'm giving it a four. But I could see this being a four point five. Yeah, I, I'm actually. Listen, I'm actually gonna go four two. That's that's kind of interesting. I have the same reason. I think it's. I am a big fan, and like you know, like I said, I do own, like several of his other albums, but I don't think any of them are perfect by any means I think there's always some issues of certain like unpleasant yeah. tracks or just whatever yeah. tracks sure so do you think if we'd listened to this last year would it have had any chance of cracking your top 10 I thinking of last year's albums yeah. maybe not yeah maybe not I don't know. What do you think? I don't know. I feel like it might actually compared okay. to some of the albums I put on my top ten. I was so down on most of the music last year when oh, I made okay, that top yeah. ten. Yeah. I think it might have been at least in the back end of, of my top ten. Oh, yeah. But yeah. This year, not a chance. It just came it just came out new this there, year. There are definitely not several albums last year that I would put on that top ten now if if we redid it. So my okay. top ten would be very different, I think. But yeah. 
Yeah. I mean, this year, absolutely no chance, I think. So, but still, very solid album. Oh, yeah. Don't understand the reissue idea at all as a separate purchase. I don't. You got to be a major fan to be like, I'm buying that again (laughs) without the vocals. Or, I don't know, I hated those vocals, but now this album is worth buying. (laughs) It's It's, weird. It's a very strange idea. If it was only digital or streaming or whatever, I would understand it better, I guess. But as yeah. they're actually physical releases, it's a very strange choice. Yeah. And good luck with that, bro. And of course, we should mention Flying Lotus, of course, has uh, a lot of uh, interesting things under his belt. Oh, you mean... In- uh, including uh, his own GTA radio station, Flymo FM. Oh, mm. okay. This guy's has gone right up in my uh, <laughs> so appreciation. We're gonna have to uh, next time we play GTA, which will hopefully be in the next day or two, twenty-four hours. Yeah, hopefully. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we should be checking out that I think because apparently Clams Casino is on there, who we really enjoyed oh, recently, yeah. and uh, obviously Flying Lotus himself, yeah. Thundercat bunch of good stuff on there apparently and we've never really listened to it as far as I R- can run tell. the troops I don't think no. So. Oh. No. no I don't think sadly not but <laughs> um, awesome stuff yeah. I think that just proves that whatever you have if you put run the jewels in it it'll be better <laughs> that's right oh actually I just read something that yeah what was it that um yeah that's true um I think flying lotus and uh, what's his name Thundercat were, were actually asked to work on uh, uh, Red Dead Redemption 2, but they I think their sound wasn't going to fit with it, more of the old school. Okay, sort of that's interesting. I think they were asked to, or they were going to approach... That's it, D'Angelo did, right? D'Angelo has a D- great D'Angelo. song. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, that's right. I mean, I can see that in some way. I can't see how the style was, But the it, style is too different. Yeah. I mean, they would have to dramatically yeah. rework what they do. I could see Thundercat pulling that off. Yeah, I can't do anything. You're asking a lot of Flying Lotus to be like, hey, <laughs> could you make a really digital thing that sounds like the old West? That's right. <laughs> Not likely, is it? <laughs> no. <laughs> like, that's, that's a big task for anyone. Mm. Anyway, good stuff. Glad we got to it. Glad we listened to it. Yep. And I, as, you know, as somebody who does like the artist a lot i probably will pick it up at some point yeah the original version right not the, and i gotta say those vinyls are looking very appealing so I mean, just for the vi- it might even be a vinyl artwork might, might yeah. even go vinyl on this one the same with um you're dead i mean that was a beautiful uh, cover art wasn't it it's very interesting yeah, yeah i bet the vinyl version was even better right yeah all blown out i might not i might even pick this one up only on vinyl yeah. can't see it being a pop in the car type listen I guess I could just stream it anyway but mm, not not the same is it? not really yeah. ah, maybe both what are you going to do <laughs> got to get both of everything right <laughs> what are you going to do what are you gonna get do? it all just toss that cash in the furnace <laughs> anyway <laughs> I guess we have one more surprise new, oh. uh, new thing to listen to this week we do and as the aforementioned Neil Young Mm, yes, I guess remember it. He had an album tucked away <laughs> yeah. from the back end of his golden period, 
with that brought a couple of pre-release songs. Yeah, singles even. That's right. And we're going to listen to one of those. This is entitled Vacancy. Yep. Thanks to this new album, Homegrown. Homegrown, yes. <laughs> yes. And so, originally recorded from between 74 and 75. 75. Long time ago. Different era. 45 years ago. There. I can believe this coming out this month. Thank God, though, eh? Thank, because that last Neil album was oh, yeah. not worth much was to like me. A, like a 10-minute song saying, like, Mother Earth or yeah, something. Jesus, yeah. Forgot so... <laughs> Yeah, this is, this is if quite only, a surprise. If only more great artists had like just lost albums tucked away, ready <laughs> yeah. to go, eh? I know. If only. Someone should like get together all Prince's junk and <laughs> actually make a proper album out of it. <laughs> I was, yeah. was going to do another Prince thing and I thought, yeah. I should, can't be five weeks in a row that just trashing Prince. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, he's easy to trash, he just put out a new album too, didn't he? I Prince? know, yeah. Well, he somehow. Yeah. Well, his. Well, he's dead. Leeches, <laughs> his leeches. vampires who <laughs> drilled into his vault yeah. and yeah. just sort of tearing it apart like monkeys. Like, oh God! <laughs> so monkeys. How much money can we make? <laughs> you should do that in a Schwarzenegger voice. <laughs> yeah. How, how much, much money, money can, can I make? <laughs> Oh, <laughs> my name is John Matrix. That's obviously a name, <laughs> yeah. a real name that a person has. I'm going to need your CDs. What's your, your family tapes? name, Smith? My name's Matrix. <laughs> <laughs> it's so bizarre. I need to watch that now. I know, right? It's so great. <laughs> so good. Let off some steam. <laughs> I lied. <laughs> yeah. You said you said you could be last. I lied. <laughs> Best scene ever. Oh, that was amazing. Oh, he rips the seat out of her Porsche. So yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Good times. Ah, but this and song. He's eh? raising that teenage girl in a mountain <laughs> in like oh, a that, oh, jungle that. in the middle of nowhere. Was that like, Commander? Yeah. That was crazy. Like, <laughs> this is so weird. Like, I love you, Daddy. I love you too, sweetheart. So puts she on, goes puts on her shoulder or something. <laughs> How did she go to school? Yeah. <laughs> Living like a helicopter ride away in a jungle. Maybe she homeschooled. You know, yes. <laughs> like, I am teaching the girl. 
Anyway, Neil, Neil's Neil Young's on Neil Young vacancy and, there. And Schwarzenegger yeah. obviously connected there. I'd like to think they're good friends. <laughs> yeah. Uh, vacancy, though. Mm. What a great song, I think. Great riff. Very good. Classic immediate. Neil. Yeah. Immediate classic. <laughs> I mean, it's, me, yeah. it's, it's so weird with Neil because he's one of the few. I mean, I was saying I wish there were more great artists that had this kind of thing, but. Mm. I think the reason there aren't is that Neil is like a weird guy about his music like that. Like On the Beach was an album that didn't get like a, a, a modern release for decades and decades. I think oh, okay. Tonight's a Night didn't. Like, right. He has some weird, like, I don't know, like a, a, an issue with his own music, I think, where he mm. is... Maybe he finds it difficult to put it out, or he's unsatisfied with it, or oh uh, yeah, yeah. And so I would like to find out why exactly. He presumably does that. he did this album and just didn't like it and put it well, away. What I gathered, he just had so much music and was busy doing so many different things at the time he couldn't possibly get it finally done, completed. Or? I mean, I, don't I, know. I guess, but I don't see why you would even do it. Though. Well, okay, yeah, that's fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. I, I think he definitely he wasn't has happy with a it. weird issue about mm. his own music, and apparently hasn't had that issue for several decades now. But <laughs> I mean, geez, when we were doing nineteen eighty two, was it that trends album? Oh, trends! Fuck me, that was not good. Ooh, boy, might have been one or two okay tracks, but yeah, didn't get far enough to hear any of those. When that sort of like Jesus Christ Peter's voice stuff came on, that, like <laughs> Simon Says comes in, like <laughs> yeah. that fucking. I, Neil, where was this? Where was Homegrown then, bud? Yep. Didn't you think maybe I'll get that out? Very bizarre. It's uh, yeah. But luckily for us now, who didn't need to endure those decades of awful Neil Young albums, because <laughs> I haven't listened to many of his post seventies yeah, albums. Yeah, I haven't. I, I, I listened to a few. Stuff like uh, Mirrorball. No, I listened to Mirrorball, which Mirrorball. Yeah, I remember buying and then returning because I didn't like it. I don't know how I'd feel now, but. As a teenager, I was thinking, well, Pearl Jam's on this album with Neil Young. That's right. And then listening to that, that's shit. And then took it back. <laughs> Same with the, uh, that, that song, we had that song about Kurt Cobain, Sleeps With Angels. Oh, uh, I don't know. I forgot which album it was, but it was around that era after he died, obviously. Right. Bought that, didn't like it, took it back. <laughs> took me quite some years to discover that Neil Young was actually a really talented and great artist, but it was not in my teenagers. That's, yeah, yeah, there you I go. I can say that. I think it was actually hearing Tom York play um, Tell Me Why, the Bridge Bridge Street, Bridge School Benefit Show or something. Okay. And thinking, oh, that song's great. And uh, thankfully, finally learned that Neil was great. Oh, yeah. That's Actually, yeah, there was uh, there was definitely a time. I I must have been because my band did Zuma, not Zuma, Zuma. Mm. No, the, the Cortez the Killer. Cortez the Killer. We covered that a few times. So I guess uh, some the great later teens, I I learned about Neil a bit. But yeah, yeah I discovered him like in my teenage years. I guess like 16, I loved, 17, I loved that, 16, that kind 17. of. But yeah, yeah. I mean that late sixties, early seventies period was amazing. 
But I, I just think Harvest is so amazing. And, oh, yeah. And I still think Under... I'll say... After the Gold Rush is really good, mm. but a little overrated. I think there's some kind of mm. pretty crappy moments on that album with some great songs. And yeah, I actually loved On the Beach and a lot of stuff. But anyway, it's been a while, Neil, to have a good album, surely. Yeah. But. Certainly has. Hopefully. So this is coming. Let's see if we've got a release date on this thing. June 19th. Yeah. Originally, well, it was going to come out. Originally, it was going to come out April 18th, but delayed due to the COVID-19 pandemic. So that's at least one thing we will be reviewing next week, I guess. Yep. Whatever the deal. And uh, let's see what else we've got coming up. Okie dokie. Do the old consequence of sound upcoming releases check. through. Trawling through, yeah. Yeah. Trawling through, I should say. Not trawling. Oh, you didn't say trawling? (laughs) Trawling, right? Yes. It was a Liam Gallagher thing, I guess. The, the MTV Unplugged thing? Mm. I guess we could. Peter Gabriel, rated PG. That's interesting. Did you look that up? I was expecting you to look into that by now. So. I'm sorry. I I didn't. Rated PG. That's terrible. P- PG being Peter Gabriel. I guess so. Oh, that Jesus. is pretty lame, Pete. How old is Peter Gabriel now? Like 90? I think he's like nearly 17. <laughs> rated PG is a compilation of Compilation album of songs for film soundtracks by Peter Gabriel. Spans over 30 years of music. Explains the extremely lame title, I guess. Um, Oh. It says here it came out last year. What What the hell? Maybe it's delayed. Maybe. Actually, Bob Dylan's new album's going on the 19th, so rough and ready ways. We've got some old artists, haven't we? (laughs) We are going old school next week, I guess. Yeah. And uh, Cro-Mags have an album. I haven't heard them for a while. Uh... Yeah. Yeah, I guess those are going to be the, the, the main two. John Legend has a new album. Huh? Oh, okay. Uh, probably mm. not worth a listen mm. anymore. Uh, Mac, no, those are demos. Nope. <laughs> Maya Hawke, that's that girl in uh, that is the girl Stranger, from Stranger th- Things, things and yeah. briefly featured in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood oh, really? as one of the... Manson family, the one who gets out the car and runs away before they all get killed. All right. Um, Mushroom Head, what great artist name. The National. It's oh, an so expanded I edition of a very good album. There's obviously Neil there's there. Neil, yeah. Oh, Omar Rodriguez Lopez, the guitarist from the uh, At the Drive-In and the Mars Volta. Oh, that's interesting. But that's probably not really going to be worth listening. Unfortunately, <laughs> even though he's great, but Baby he does Bridges? a lot. Of, oh my God, that's going to be a big week next week. Is this all the same? Same day. Yeah, looks like it. Oh shit. Okay, that's a. I guess uh, top top ten countdown won't be happening for a while then. Well, that's going to have to wait another week, eh? Oh yeah. Fuck. Well, yeah, it's good for me, I guess. But I mean, you can't argue about yeah. good. Interesting, good music. Wire of a new album. Really? Well, I mean, very interesting. Barry oh, Yo-Yo Ma. Whitesnake. I love those too. guys. Yeah, you do, right? Sure. Oh, uh, I mean, Whitesnake of a new album. Oh, Jesus <laughs> The Christ. Rock album. Oh, come on. The Rock <laughs> album. They can't be... They can't still be making music. Damn. That's what we're looking up. Um, Phoebe Bridge. Oh, Phoebe Bridge. I thought you might... Oh, Wire? Wire. Oh, Wire. Right? That was oh. 10.20, was it called? Guess we can at least add it. They must be pretty old and 
not interesting now, though. Eh? <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, it's nothing worth giving it a quick poke. It's always worth a poke. God, I need to buy that stuff. Didn't they have a new album out like earlier I this year? I thought so, yeah. <laughs> Mind Hive? Did we review it? I think we reviewed it. Did we? Yeah. Fuck. Pretty sure we did. Anyway, fuck the. I don't know what that is, but it can't make sense, right? It can't. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, at least we got Not we got music. Bob Dylan, we got Neil Young, That's we got amazing. Phoebe Bridges. Quite interesting that tones too with Arab magic, Arab music. To be honest, he's a really good producer. Okay. But we're gonna be busy. It, well, there's some. There's definitely some stuff to listen to this week. A couple mm. of things from. <laughs> from last week I know no, a few things I, I wanted to I, try I, I really yeah. do want to at least check out the Drakeo the Ruler yeah, album thank you for using GTL that's the one um, and uh, Built to Spill did a, a Daniel Johnson cover album which I, I'm definitely going to listen to as I love Built to Spill and yeah. I'm definitely interested in Daniel Johnson more of a, an oddity than anything else so, yeah, I never did really finish that Christian Lee Hudson album. It was nice, though. But, yeah, a lot of, a lot of stuff, eh? There's been a lot of stuff. Yeah, there's yeah. been a I mean, I kinda, far more valuable. I, kinda, and, I hope we haven't missed anything really good. Well, that's the thing. I bet we have. So <laughs> It's nothing you can do I, about I, it. That's why I want to kind of go back and just listen to some stuff to at least make a note of it. Like Yeah, yeah, yeah. When we've got nothing. the end of year. Well, well, when we've got nothing, maybe we can go back to this. But, ooh, that sounds good. I think we should scrap everything else and go with Shakira's Rockabye Baby, Lullaby Renditions by Shakira. I think we should. I mean, that's much better than anything else. Obviously. Jesus Christ. (sighs) I still haven't even checked out that new Deerhoof album, which is getting great reviews and... There's yeah. so much to check. At least next week, maybe there's not... Oh, that's, that's, only, that's only June 21st, actually. Yeah, hours. actually, that mic, mic is quite interesting. So I'm going to have to check that out. And Dave Monks of Tokyo Police Club. Jeez, I used to love Tokyo Police Club, that first EP. And then their album was pretty disappointing. And then I thought they disappeared forever. That's kind of interesting, too. Yeah. Um, okay, well... well the, the stuff yeah. just keeps on coming. It does. It has certainly been a pretty good year. Yeah. But, yeah, you know, presumably the end of the year is going to be just as shit as the end of last well, November, year. So. December, December is always not, it's nothing. Especially so December. We need to be so. stockpiling these potential reviews, yes. too. So we got to keep checking well, out got, new like, stuff. But. Basically, a couple of weeks of June, we've got July, August, September, October. So maybe three or four months tops of good music. Yeah. But, yeah. Anyway. Yep. Thanks for joining us again. Indeed. Please check out any of that music that we, we talked about. Yeah. Um, I think everything we talked about today is well worth your time. Of course. And, uh, of course, if you have any feedback, any suggestions, complaints, requests, all that kind of shit, reach us directly at midnightwavespodcast at gmail.com. Find us on Instagram. Midnight Waves Pod. Or on Twitter. Midnight, Midnight Waves CJ. CJ. Yep. And of course, find our Podbean page, midnightwaves.podbean.com. Yes. Where you can also leave comments or like. And, and of course, don't forget to like, subscribe, yes. and rate don't and review. Don't forget to do that. And on Apple Music. Spread or, the word. Yes. Spread tell the word. your friends. 
the pla- the place to yeah. f- listen to great music reviews. Yeah, if fair you, music reviews as well. If you uh, successfully yeah. get your friends listening to the podcast, let us know. Maybe we'll send you a prize. Yeah, maybe a poke stick. Some dick pics. <laughs> what was that other thing we were going to do? We were going to make something to stamp. What stamp was uh, it? Good ass music. Good ass music, wasn't I mean, it? Yeah. Good ass good music, music stamp, stamp yes. Yeah. Maybe one of those. Or, or the afore- we have to get them made. They sound expensive to produce. So. Or the aforementioned dick pic. If you'd like to buy a good ass stamp, good ass music stamp, let us know and we'll look into the, <laughs> the costs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and if you like either of dick pics or a two for one. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> Two for one, double dick pic. Well, then well, just we'll, let us know. well, we'll take a picture separately, all right? Yeah, I mean, we'll just glue them together. Ladies and gentlemen, what is going on? Well, here? it's that time of the it's show. It's that time of the show when yeah. we start going crazy. What are you going to do? Yeah. So, again, <laughs> any feedback, any anything you'd like us to do, any th- albums you think we may have missed, let us know. And yeah. uh, we'll at least give them a listen. And see if it's worth it. And if you have any products you'd like us to shill, then name your price. Yes. Please. Please do. Please do. So, until next week, we'll see you. Stay safe. Don't burn down anyone's business. Don't burn yourself, either. Don't throw any statues in the river thinking you're changing the world. Because you're not. Goodbye. Bye. Just one.